In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut Who is up, man? Listen. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And today we are so honored to be joined by Shannon Watts, the founder of Moms Demand, a grassroots movement of Americans demanding reasonable solutions to address our nation's culture of gun violence. Thanks so much for being with us today, Shannon. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So I know you've spoken about this a million times, but as I was reading up and preparing for this interview, I realized that Moms Demand, it feels like it's always been around. It's such <laughs> a presence in the conversation about gun safety, but many people might not remember or know how you got started. So I was wondering if you could briefly sort of explain your origin story. Yeah, it'll be eight years this December. Um, and it's the day after the Sandy Hook mass shooting tragedy uh, in, a, in an elementary school in Newtown, Connecticut, where 20 children and six educators were essentially slaughtered uh, by a man with a semi-automatic rifle. And like so many on that day, December 14th in 2012, I was devastated. Um, but over the, the next day, I became enraged. And that was because there were pundits and politicians on TV saying that somehow the solution was actually more guns, right? Arming the teachers uh, would have somehow prevented this tragedy. And I, I didn't know anything about gun laws or uh organizing, I just knew that that was a lie. I knew our nation was broken. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to get off the sidelines and I want to join something like Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which was an organization that was so uh, pivotal in my youth in the 80s, uh, really changed the discussion about drinking and driving. But there was nothing. It didn't exist. And so I thought, okay, I'll create a Facebook page thinking it was just going to be a conversation about that. Um, And I had about 75 Facebook friends at the time. And it was like lightning in a bottle. You hear so often about social media being a catalyst. And, and it absolutely was in this case. And uh, we went from having this online conversation to becoming the largest offline grass- grassroots movement in the country. Incredible. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and I think that illustrates how so many people can see the logic behind, you know, wanting gun safety reform. And it seems that, I mean, an overwhelming majority of Americans actually do support gun safety reform, yet these reforms are rarely implemented. Why is this? Is the answer as simple as the NRA or is there other factors? Well, first, it's important to remember that that even though we haven't passed the laws we want to yet at a federal level, we are making huge progress in state houses and in boardrooms across the country. Uh, We've passed background checks now in 22 states. We've passed something called the red flag law in 19 states. 
Uh, we've disarmed domestic abusers in 28 states. So there are lawmakers who have an appetite for this work and, and also changing policies at corporations. Uh, dozens and dozens of restaurants and retailers now prohibit open carry because of our volunteers. But uh, when you look at the NRA, which is one of the largest, most wealthy special interests that's ever existed, you know, we've essentially allowed their lobbyists to write our gun laws for decades. And having a, a 25 times higher gun homicide rate than any other high-income country is really sort of the logical outcome of that. Um, and, and so we have to get the vast majority of Americans, about 90% of whom support common sense gun laws, like a background check on every gun sale, um, to, to use their voices and their votes on this issue, to make this a voting priority. And that takes time. But we've had incredible success over the last um, eight years or so in, in getting lawmakers to be on the right side of history because they are more scared of moms, frankly, than they are NRA lobbyists. Yeah. And can you share how volunteers do pressure local representatives to implement these reforms? Yeah, there are so many ways uh, to work on this issue, whether it's legislatively or uh, through companies or culturally. Uh, we are like drips on a rock. We show up at every gun bill hearing. We are constantly meeting with our lawmakers, thanking them, shaming them, depending on, on where they stand. And, and the, the big picture is that in this system of democracy, you have to show lawmakers over and over again, when they do the right thing, you'll have their back. And when they do the wrong thing, you'll have their job. And that takes several election cycles. But I, I think a really good example of this is Virginia. And if you had told me in 2012, back when I started this work, that Virginia would become a, a gun sense majority state uh, by 2019, I never would have believed you based on the conversations we were having there with both federal and state lawmakers, even Democrats. Um, and here we are now, um, because of the work we've done, we, in the last election cycle in Virginia, we outspent the NRA eight to one. Uh, we outworked them making tens of thousands of calls and knocking tens of thousands of doors. Uh, and as a result on election night in November, 2019, we flipped both chambers of the general assembly to be gun sense majorities. And since then, the, the governor has signed seven new good gun laws in that state. So this work is, is yeah. incremental sometimes, but that incremental work leads to revolutions. Yeah, yeah. That sort of takes me perfectly into my next question, which is, I'd love to ask about Bomb Demand's political strategy. So the organization has 6 million supporters, which is more than the NRA. In your mind, does Moms Demand, um, you were speaking to this already, sort of have the same political power and influence just in an opposite direction? Is the goal to sort of have the influence to incentivize elective representatives to publicly support gun reform? Um, in that sort of, like you said, it's like you'll have our backs or we'll have your job. Is that sort of the role you, you see Moms Demand playing into the future? Yeah, I mean, that's what we've become is, is the essential counterweight to America's gun lobby. And the, our goal is to change the culture around guns um, and, and essentially restore the responsibilities that should go along with gun rights. That does not mean taking away guns. It does not mean uh, undoing the Second Amendment. Many of our volunteers are gun owners or their partners are gun owners. Um, we have to change the culture and you do that by changing gun laws, electing gun safety champions, bringing more people into the movement, making this a voting priority, investing in research, working with influencers and corporations. Um, and, and, you know, if you look at the work we're doing in 2020, uh, we are working to elect and reelect gun sense champions up and down the ballot. And we can do that because we have this grassroots army 
of over 6 million supporters nationwide who are engaged and, and working to make a difference in November. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So speaking of November, I'm going to give you an optimistic hypothetical um, imagine it's early 2021 and you've been invited for your first meeting with President Biden. What are like some of the main things you would want to address? What are the three things you ask him to do? Well, first of all, you know, the House, when we flipped the House in 2018, one of the first things that the, the new U.S. House did was to pass sweeping gun reform legislation. That legislation has essentially died on Mitch McConnell's desk while Americans are dying in the streets. So we have a historic opportunity to finally pass gun safety legislation in almost 25 years through both chambers of Congress, and we have to seize it. Um, we know Vice President Biden is a gun sense champion. He knows the urgency of this moment very well. He was instrumental in passing um, the last gun safety legislation back in 1994. And he has said it is a priority in his campaign. Um, he talks about it at every single stop. So what we would ask for is, is first that he uh, sign into law a background check uh, piece of legislation that would require a background check on all gun sales. 93% um, of Americans support that. 
Right now, you don't have to have a background check in most states if you buy from a private seller. So we need to close that loophole. We know in the li- in the states where that legislation has passed and been signed into law, it saves lives. Um, second, we need a strong red flag law, and that essentially allows families and police to petition a judge for a temporary restraining order to disarm people in crisis before the warning signs we see turn into tragedies. And again, we've already passed that in 19 states. Um, And then third, we have to address city gun violence in this country. And you do that by dramatically increasing the funding for these local violence intervention programs. And data shows they work, right? Um, And we have to help the leaders on the ground to save lives in their communities. And and both uh, Vice President Biden and Senator Harris have pledged to, to act on that in the first 100 days of their office, including a $900 million investment in local violence intervention programs. Well, yeah, that seems, that sounds like it's in line with a lot of the police reform conversations mm-hmm. we've been having. I'm curious, yeah. is there another country that you think has, I mean, Americans have such a unique, I guess is the word for it, relationship with, with firearms, but is there another country that has modeled an approach to gun safety reform that you actually think the United States could replicate? You know, when I look at what can be replicated, it's really how other leaders have acted in the face of shooting tragedies. Um, For example, uh, in New Zealand, when Jacinda Ardern um, acted immediately following the Christchurch shooting. And here in this country, over 145,000 Americans have died from gun violence during the Trump administration. And not only has he done nothing, he's actually made it even easier for people who are at risk to get guns. So this is a uniquely American problem. No other high-income country wonders every day, you know, if they'll die uh, when they go to work or school or the movies. Um, And and the U.S. gun death rate overall is 11 times higher than than other high-income countries. So we have the solutions to end gun violence. We know that. It's some of the stuff that we've just talked about, right? Background checks, red flag laws, disarming domestic abusers, funding uh, local violence interruption programs. We just haven't had the political will. And that's in large part because we have the NRA. And so I, I really do feel hopeful. I think we're on the cusp of electing um, a new Senate, uh, a new president uh, who will finally act on these laws that so many Americans want and support. Mm-hmm. Um, and gun violence is, we, we sort of touched upon this, but gun violence is obviously an intersectional issue. So how does Moms Demand incorporate racial justice into its platform? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because, you know, I I am a white woman working on gun violence prevention. Um, I got involved in this work because, frankly, I was scared my children weren't safe in their schools. And in many ways, I was living in a bubble, right? Because 100 Americans are shot and killed in this country every single day. And since then, our organization has, has taken on all forms of gun violence, whether it's gun homicide, gun suicide, unintentional shootings, domestic gun violence. And we know that gun violence disproportionately impacts black and brown people in America. So we are working to follow the lead of community-led violence intervention groups, partnering with them, supporting their work. You know, they have led the gun safety movement in in, um, cities for years. And they are experiencing in those cities two crises, really, right? COVID-19, which we also know uh, is exacerbating the gun violence in this country. And so last year, uh, we worked directly with about 60 groups in cities across the country facing some of the highest rates of gun violence. 
Um, we're working to unlock funding for community violence intervention groups. Last year, we were able to triple the funding that was given to these groups in California. Um, and, and this year alone, you know, we helped secure $60 million in state funding for violence intervention programs. Wow. It just really shows that if you have the enthusiasm and the numbers that we always assume someone like the NRA has, like you really can make an impact. The numbers mm-hmm. of people that want this done do exist. And if we all activate, it's totally possible. I'm curious how your sort of understanding or perspective on this issue has changed in the last eight years. As you said, um, you started this on because you were very moved by that day and changed everything for you. But is there something that is I'm curious how your perspective has evolved or something you've learned or maybe an insight that you have now that you didn't that stands out to you. Well, I didn't know anything about gun policy when I started Moms to Men Action. Uh, I didn't know anything about organizing. And so I've learned a tremendous about that um, in a pretty short amount of time. And I've learned so much from other advocates in this space who are really working on the front line of violence interruption. I've learned so much from survivors of gun violence. I, I really think it's heroic to um, experience that kind of pain and then still be able to get involved to advocate so other people don't experience that same tragedy. Um, We worked so hard at the state level and made such huge progress, but I also know that this is a marathon and not a sprint. Certainly after the the Sandy Hook tragedy, I I imagine the Senate would pass background checks right away. Mm -hmm. And when that didn't happen, um, I realized that that we were going to be playing the long game and that we would have to really build the momentum on the ground that would eventually point the, the president and the Congress in the right direction. Um, and, and so I guess what I've also learned is that moms and women in this country have incredible staying power and that um, when their children's lives at risk are at risk, they will never give up. Mm-hmm. I think and we saw that recently, just this year in Portland with the protests, it's when the the moms came in everyone kind of like took a step back and could really address what was happening um so how has this work just impacted you personally in, in your life like i'm sure you've been moved in the past eight years especially after just the first time you started it yeah you know i am not a, a gun violence survivor myself but as you say this is a difficult issue to work on um there's sort of this secondhand trauma when you're constantly uh, reading about or hearing about shootings. I, I think, frankly, we all have that in this country. Um, and so we talk a lot about, yes, this is a marathon, not a sprint, but it's also a relay race. And you have to pass the baton when it's necessary, right? You have mm-hmm. to prioritize your own health and safety and that of your family. And so if you have to step away for a day, a week, a month, you you should do that. And I have done that over the last eight years. I promise you, the work will be here when you get back. Um, but I also think self-care is incredibly important. We talk about this so much in our organization, um, whether that's meditation or exercise, um, you know, playing with your dogs, watching reality television. I personally have gotten into uh, flower arranging. I go to my local <laughs> farmer's market every weekend and, and arrange flowers. That sounds so uh, and peaceful. That brings, it is. It's sort of a form of meditation. And then you have this mm-hmm. end product. Now it does die, but at least yeah. then you can do it again. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think... I think anyone in activism has to also be thinking about self-care. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that, I mean, as you said, you are consuming these news stories constantly, whereas a lot of us, unfortunately, just Americans who that's a lot of us because these happen so frequently, but it does seem like these mass shootings have slowed down simply because in the past seven months, 
people haven't been gathering in masses. What do you think that says about the issue? What do you think that exposes about gun violence in this country? That's exactly right. I mean, we we have not been grappling with school shootings since March. And, and the reason for that is because there has been no school. Yeah. I think it's shameful and very concerning. And, and, and the reason that I'm incredibly concerned is because we had a historic number of gun sales in this country since March, month after month. And many of those gun sales are, are to first-time buyers who may live in states that don't require permitting or training. They may not know how to securely store a firearm. And we know most school shooters are actually students. Um, and so it's incredibly important that we're talking about secure gun storage. We do that through our program called Be Smart. And in fact, during the pandemic, I've been so impressed by our volunteers who are zooming into school board meetings to pass resolutions that require Be Smart materials to be sent home with families. So they know how to keep guns locked, unloaded and separate from ammunition. Um, but I would also point out school shootings and mass shootings are about 1% of the gun violence in this country. Um, you know, it, it, is, it is even less common than, than police shootings. And so that's another piece of this, right? We know 95% um, of people killed by police are killed with guns. And, yeah. and each year, police in America shoot more than 1,000 people. So what we are seeing also um, during this pandemic and, and given the deaths of so many black and brown Americans at the hands of police this summer, um, we're finally seeing an appetite among lawmakers to pass laws that, for example, ban chokeholds and mandate body cameras, generally police reform. And so we're supporting that work too. Wow, that's so interesting because I'm, I'm not a parent yet. So it would have never occurred to me that having kids at home more often, if there is a firearm in the home, can actually pose just as great as a danger to them. Uh, to end, I would love if you could share just some ways that people can get involved with what you're doing. Yep, we have this whole group of volunteers who do nothing but welcome new volunteers. Awesome. Um, and uh, we are not just moms and women, we're mothers and others. We also have students demand action. So if people want to get involved, they just text the word READY to 64433, and someone will reach out to you and tell you how to get involved in your community. You can also go to momsdemandaction.org. It's a great website with lots of research and data, too. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, and we actually have a Facebook page for every single state. And we're also at, at Moms Demand on both Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. And you are amazing to follow on Twitter too. You're so <laughs> prolific. It's so fun to just watch you share what all these amazing volunteers are doing literally everywhere. Uh, there is a conversation oh. in a chamber about gun violence. It seems those red shirts are there too. Yes, the red shirts. Thank you. And, and I'm at Shannon R. Watts on both Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much. Until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Barrow Smith. And this has been the Betches Sub Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.